Hi, this is Anita from Reluctant Low Carb Life. This month I'm talking a lot about ultra-processed foods. I recently have read this book called Ultra-Processed People. I highly recommend it if you're interested in the subject. It's by uh, Chris Van Tolkien. I hope I pronounced his name right. He's a doctor in the UK who's done a lot of study about ultra-processed food and essentially why it's not good for us. I've recently written a blog which is called How Ultra-Processed Food taken over and what they are doing. And we'll put a link in our description to that blog if you're interested to find out more. You know, you think back, when did ultra-processed food start? When did it become that people started eating all this ultra-processed foods? In fact, there is a video on YouTube where you can see uh, Chris the, that's written the book about ultra-processed people and a, and a guy from BBC. And they basically lay out you know, like this is the way people ate in the 19, let's say 70s. And, you know, maybe like 80% of our food was real food. I remember, you know, growing up, a lot of the food we ate was real food. We didn't go out to eat very often. If we went out to eat, a lot of times we were traveling, um, maybe to go out to Washington, D.C. to visit my grandfather or something. We get a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken. That would be like our main ultra processed food maybe we had for the you know, for like the month or something. You know, we rarely ate out in restaurants. Restaurants were just too expensive. We, um, you know, we couldn't afford it. We had a garden. We gardened our own food. We um, cooked everything fresh. If we had something sweet, we had cooked it from scratch. We, you know, so we really were living without processed food. We didn't have soda pop in our house. We you know, didn't have chips. And in fact, we didn't even have Wonder Bread. But then, you know, then it started becoming all this time where everything became convenient, where people wanted convenience. So the food company started, you know, making foods that could last for a long time, which would be convenient. And so I think, you know, I, for me, I think it really started about in the 1980s, a lot of people say, and in America, for the typical diet now, over 58% of everyone's diet is ultra-processed food. Now, that's higher for some people. Some people, it's up to 60 or 70. Uh, for some children, it's up to 80 or 90%, which means that basically most of the food you're eating is not real food. You know, and, and you might ask yourself, why is ultra-processed foods dangerous? One of the reasons certainly is, is the food companies want you to eat the food. You know, because of the fact that they want you to basically be addicted to it. That's one reason why things like, you know, Diet Coke, Coca-Cola, um, you know, uh, Pringles, potato chips, other things like this can be very highly addictive. You could eat a whole can of Pringles potato chips and not really feel full and maybe feel like, oh, I want more. It's because these foods are not made to necessarily satisfy you as much as to have you want to have more of the foods. You know, so one of the problems with ultra-processed foods is a lot of times they will, people will think, well, this is like real, real food. But the, the real food component can be very minimal if it exists at all. In other words, you know, things like, you know, you could buy chicken nuggets and say, well, you know, this has got chicken in it, so this obviously should be healthy. Whereas, you know, most of the chicken nugget that you're eating itself is an ultra-processed ingredients problem is is that you're eating synthetic ingredients and you're not eating real ingredients and you're eating chemical attitudes the problem is is that there's so much high and increasing consumption of ultra-processed foods in the 21st century 
that it you know may be a key to things like obesity, diabetes, and other types of diseases which they're now seeing. I recently read an article in the Washington Post that basically said that young women are now getting breast cancer at a higher rate than before. So you know we're we're obviously we're starting to see things happening in with our medicine that we never saw before. Is it the anti-processed foods? Well. I can't say for sure that it is, but certainly that could contribute to it because if 60 or 70 or 80% of what you're eating is not real food, your body is not getting the nutrients that it needs. And that comes down to the essential part of it all. So, you know, there are things that you can do. Of course, one, you can start to read the food labels, be more conscious of the food labels, uh, read them, make sure you know exactly what you're eating and what you're eating and putting into your mouth. And the other thing is you can just try to cook your own food where you you know exactly what the ingredients are so that you know that you're not eating multi-processed foods. And we are great fans of people cooking fresh and cooking with fresh food. This is Anita from Reluctant Low Carb Life. We thank you so much for joining with us where it's all about living a healthy lifestyle. Whether you choose to be with the low-carb lifestyle or you choose to be with a different type of lifestyle, this is all about being healthy and living as healthy as you can. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening to us. Thank you so much for being part of this community. 